Mmm, that's good. That's right. It's definitely good this week on Digital Coffee. I'm your host, Brett Deister, and we're going to be talking about Wide Awake Coffee Co. French Vanilla Curate Cup Coffee. And you can hear my impressions of it and see if you actually should drink it or should not drink it. Basically, is it worth your time and money to drink this coffee? Because sometimes when you get bad coffee, you're like, why did I get this again? So I'll let you know if I recommend this one just as much as I recommend the hazelnut. Then we're going to get into all the Apple updates. Yes, Apple did a huge announcement the past couple of weeks. And what's in store for you if you are a huge Apple fan. If you're not, well, it's still good to know what's going on with Apple and what they're doing in the industry because it does matter what they do still. And it looks like it's going to be more of a, and this is a spoiler, more of a subscription service-based company now they're going to be pivoting to. It's not saying that they're not going to actually still make new devices, but they're, they look like they're pivoting a little bit more to make sure that their bottom line is still in the green cash flush, as Apple usually does, because well, hardware can be great for a while, but if you're not top dog or if you seem like you're losing ground in the public's mind, you may not be doing too well anymore. So I'll be talking about that as well. So let's get on with the show, and that is the Wide Awake Coffee Co. French Vanilla Keurig Cup. Now, I told you about the hazelnut and that it was really, really good. And this is still the same thing. It's really good, not very much acid or less acidity. So it's very smooth when you drink it, even hot. It's still very smooth, which usually when you drink it hot, there's a lot of acidity depending on how they roast it. And this time around, they did a great job at actually making a really well-balanced cup of coffee in a curate cup because usually those curate cups are really difficult to actually make. They're okay just because it's really easy to get and brew the coffee. It's just a grab and go type of function. I mean, it takes a little bit more because you actually have to pour it or you have to wait for the curate to pour itself. But overall, I think it's a recommended buy for your coffee list of good Keurig cup coffees. This is kind of hard to actually do for me because most of the time I don't like Keurig coffees that much. I've tried different ones and they're usually okay. This one is actually surprisingly good. It may be the way of how they actually, you know, produce the Keurig cup in general. It's not really plastic all around. It's kind of a netting at the bottom, which does help, I think, make the coffee taste better. And it helps it with the acidity problem in general. So I recommend you buy it. I recommend you go. I got it at Stater Brothers, probably in other places or online or Amazon, I found it on Amazon as well. Go pick it up today if you're feeling for really great Keurig cup coffee. All right, now let's get into all the Apple news. Yes, there's a bunch of Apple news coming out this week or it has come out in the past few weeks. I'm here to, you know, kind of talk about it and giving my impressions of what I see about what's on the horizon of Apple. First off, there's a slew of new streaming services coming out for Apple. The first one is Apple News Plus. Yes, I know it's going to be a lot of pluses in a lot of these names, which I'm always wondering is who is making up these names for Apple? It's not even that original anymore. They just go Apple News. So what should we do with the next subscription one? How about we just put a plus there because it makes it sound so much better. Anyways, it's just one of those things where it just I wish they would be a little bit more creative in their naming of things, but that's most tech companies nowadays. They just don't seem to actually name. Apple News was originally launched back a few years ago to, you know, help 
Apple users get news and it's different types of publications from Vox, CNN, all those other fun publications as well. So they've just added to it, adding more subscription base like Wired and all these other magazines too. So to actually help you with your magazine subscriptions and not have all those paper magazines lying around because you usually just throw those away anyways. This helps for mostly the millennial generation, but it could help Gen Xers because I feel like that that type of generation doesn't really mind the digital. More of the boomers seems to still want the paper. They want the paper. They want the feel of the paper. And so for the younger crowd, this is something that they've been probably wanting for a while. I know personally when I get to some publications or some companies, magazines, I throw them away automatically because I just don't care to read them. And I don't want it to be delivered to me in paper because I just don't want it anymore. Just give it to me through an email. And let me decide if I want to read it or not. Don't have me go through the steps of throwing it away. I know it sounds a little lazy, but it is kind of annoying that I can't actually cancel that subscription or cancel that magazine or just tell them, just don't deliver it to me. Just send it through an email. But anyways, that's what they're doing. They're boasting in like several different big companies, names, even Vox is on there. But my problem is with this is that their advertising is specifically all mostly left-wing media and they don't even kind of say like, I don't know, Fox as one of them or any, any other more moderate publications out there because there are more than just the left-wing ones. But I mean, it's Apple, it's Silicon Valley. What are you going to do with that? But it seems like it's going to be good thing for people that want their subscription all in one place. So I'm actually in favor of this one. It does sound like a smart idea. So I'll give it one up for Apple, but it's it will be remain to see if people actually still want to actually do this type of subscription based model. You can also get Time Magazine, Vanity Fair, like there's a whole bunch of ones. You can also get TechCrunch if you actually care. It's called Extra Crunch, but if you actually care about what TechCrunch actually has to say, I know when I've you know looked through tech news, I kind of usually facepalm most of the time. I'm looking at uh, the media, the tech media's perception of the world. It's usually very biased. It's usually very just one-sided in, oh no, there's things happening that I need to stop instead of just going and relaxing a little bit. I kind of would like to see a little bit more of a balance between like what they're going to advertise and what types of news publications are going to be on there. You know, give a balance approach to it. But you know, that's just me and this is Apple and they can do what they want. I'm just here to provide my opinions and insights to it. So moving on to another interesting thing is going to be the Apple TV Plus. I told you there's going to be a lot of pluses in a lot of these uh, service providing features for Apple. Now, Apple TV came out, like I said, a little while ago. It was more of an a la carte, kind of a Roku type of a type of a service where you could, you know, get HPO, you could get different types of streaming services onto there. Now, Apple's like, wait a minute, why don't we actually do our own? So they're now deciding to do their own for a monthly fee that they actually haven't announced. You could still get HPO, you can still get Showtime, you can still get Netflix and all those, but now you can actually do their own shows as well. They're gonna have high profile directors, producers, actors like Jennifer Aniston, Oprah Winfrey. It seems like um, Spielberg's gonna be involved with this too. Is it going to be good? I don't really know. Is Apple really going to shake up this, the streaming services? I don't know. Will people buy it? Maybe if they're actually really, really tied to Apple and want everything to be Apple-esque, then yeah, I could actually see that happening. Do I really want to buy another subscription service to an already 
overabundance of other subscription services. No, Apple, you're going to have to convince a lot of people that this is actually going to be good. Now, the great thing is they're going to be expanding into you know smart TVs with smart TV apps, which is going to help. And they're also going to become an Apple Fire TV and Roku. So that's a good thing. It's not going to be dependent on getting the Apple TV type of uh, equipment to do it as well, because that's another big ask for people that just do not want to buy another device from Apple. Now, these aren't everybody and a lot of Apple fans love Apple equipment, but it does help streamline everything if you can get it over your TV instead of actually having another box to set up to find a place to put it and all those other fun stuff that associates with that. So we'll see if people are actually going to willingly to pay for this now. If they're actually going to do a subscription-based model, it's going to have to be ten to fifteen dollars because most of these services are around ten to fifteen dollars. So if Apple wants to remain competitive in this market, especially starting out, you might even want to drop it to let's say nine dollars, like a dollar cheaper than everybody else. That could actually help you because Apple actually has a lot of money stored in their war chest over billions of dollars. So I would actually see them doing maybe an introductory for new users or a, hey, introductory sale of, hey, anybody who wants to sign up will get, get it for $9 a month. And that could actually help boost their sales as well for this and actually help, you know, provide a community and actually get a user base going on because that's what you actually need for this to help generate more advertising if they actually go that route. They said they aren't going to actually go that route, but you never really know with that in general. But mm, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I know Netflix has tried to do some ads, testing it out. Apple says they're not going to do it initially, but we don't know about initially, but they're not going to do any ads. So let me say that they're not going to do any ads. So we'll see if they can get some top quality producers, directors, and actors to actually make better shows. But that's just the latest on what Apple TV Plus is going to do. And let's see if there's going to be a community or a user base to actually surround it. If there's not, then this could be a really big hurt for Apple, but I actually don't see it happening that way. I actually see a lot of people actually buying it. Now, the next one is Apple Arcade. Now, this is a way for Apple, you know, to better manage the gaming side of iOS because there's a lot of people that play games on iOS. However, most of these are actually free to play games, which is actually a big problem because they usually are wanting you to spend money through in-app purchases or in some of the gaming industry microtransactions, which are little small transactions to get a little small digital currency or digital boosters or something along the lines of that. So that's usually a big problem. And Apple's seeing a lot of revenue coming through that, but they actually want to curtail that and make sure that people aren't just bombarded by free-to-play games because free-to-play games are fun because they're free, but I mean, when you get down to it, when you want to really, really play the game, it's a lot of nickel and diming, making sure that you're buying something to help boost you. I played a round of series of different free-to-play games, and some of them are good in models, and some of them are just terrible. Usually EA is pretty bad at their with their free-to-play games actually being pay-to-win, as most gamers will play sometimes when free-to-play games come over to PC. They will actually say pay-to-win because you actually do have to pay-to-win to get a certain weapon, to get certain types of things to help you boost your character or whatever else is in the game as well. So I'm hoping that, at least for this part, Apple will streamline this, hopefully get some more paid premium apps that will come out and not just have some free games that have some premium or freemium models 
to it that you actually have to pay to actually get a better game experience because that does kind of really hamper it. I mean, I play some free games, but I'm always off and on because I just don't really like how it is. And just the ads that are bombarded is really annoying as well. But we'll see what happens. You have to pay for it. So it's another paying subscription fee that you have to do. And a lot of people just don't want to pay too many subscriptions. That's what we're seeing a lot of times is just so many subscriptions, so many subscriptions. You don't have that much money, especially if you're more in the middle class area or even in the lower class area. You just don't have that much money to spend and afford this stuff. So I'm hoping that it's hopefully five bucks a month or even cheaper. If that's the case, I will. If that's the case, it's going to be a great addition to it. It won't be too expensive for people. But I'm hoping it's going to be less than $10 a month for these subscriptions, especially for games. Will anybody buy it? I don't know because I don't really, and a lot of gamers don't really foresee people playing mobile games as hardcore gamers. It's usually more of the casual gaming market. So it's going to be a little bit more of a tougher sell from what I'm seeing. So it's really going to have to streamline it, make it easier, give top choices for games and make them really, really intuitive and easy to use because most casual gamers will not try to figure out nuances in games. So game developers understand that portion of the side of gaming market, especially in the mobile section, because the mobile section is quite different from the console or PC section. And that's just kind of my hot take being a PC gamer and console gamer a little bit myself. Uh, do I see them as gamers? Of course I do. I mean, they're just more casual gamers, but they still play on average a certain amount of time. Will I take into consideration just aspects of making games more accessible? Yeah, I mean, that's actually a good thing to actually talk to the people that barely play games and kind of want to play games, but aren't really sure because of just the overwhelming odds or just the community in general is not willing to help. Because sometimes us gamers aren't really willing to help and we'll just call you noobs and say get good and all those other fun stuff that doesn't really help anybody. So I will make those considerations or concessions as well because every part of the gaming or gamer uh, community has different ways of viewing things and it's always good to get everybody's viewpoint and at least try to find a middle ground especially in gaming development in general now last on more of their services is that apple has decided to make an actual card this is kind of an extension of their apple pay where you can actually put existing credit cards debit cards on there and you can pay through apple pay but this time apple's like hey how about we do it so they've decided to do it uh, they're going to be in conjunction with Goldman Sachs and MasterCard, and it's going to be no card whatsoever. It's going to be a digital card, which for, like I said, Gen Xers and Millennials, this is actually really a better way of doing it because we don't usually like to use paper money too often, especially Millennials. We bemoan that. We're like, oh, do I have to pay with money? What is this green thing that I have to carry around my wallet? All I want to do is just, you know, put the chip in and, and be done with it and not really know what my finances are. But on the other hand, Apple will have more of a Mint-like finance app for you, so you can kind of see your analytics on how much you spend, where you should be not spending, where you should be saving more. It will help you out with that. Now, this is a credit card, I want to remind you. It's not a debit card. It's a credit card. So if you can't really pay off your other credit cards, I highly recommend you don't use this. I know it's going to be easy. It's like, ooh, I can just do it through my phone in like five minutes. I don't know actually how long it is, but I would highly recommend you actually don't do that. Now, my other problem is, is that they've been advertising for privacy 
One of my biggest things about companies that do that is be wary of companies that say we protect your privacy. We've seen this time and time again with a bunch of different companies, Google, Facebook, WhatsApp. And they always say this. And guess what? They don't actually care about your privacy. You yourself are responsible for your own privacy. If you do not understand or take responsibility for that, then it's not my fault or anybody else's fault that you have been duped or completely ignorant to the fact that you think that these companies care about you. The thing that I don't really trust Apple about is saying that we care about your privacy is that they also are marketing things for you through their app store and other things as well. So they do have a reservoir or a bunch of data on you on how to sell you certain things. It would be completely insane if they actually didn't have that. Now, can they do it a little more ethically than other companies? Of course, you can always outbeat Facebook and Google and Amazon on the more privacy laden security measures. Let's recognize that these companies are still out to sell you things and they need data to sell you their products better. And that's what I really want people to understand now is that no company is going to give you the most privacy ever. Now, some companies will deem to be more on privacy for you. But in general, it is, and I will say this again, your responsibility to take care of your own privacy if that's what you care about that much. I will actually go through one of the episodes in a few weeks about how you can anonymize or make sure that your privacy is protected in the internet because there are several different ways you can easily do it without too much know-how, but it is important for you to at least know so you can do it without going, how, where do I start? Where do I go? Ah, and those other fun things that goes on with it. Uh, but moving on to more of what Apple's actually going to be producing for hardware-wise, they did announce three new product lineups, the AirPod 2, the iPad Mini 5, and the iPad Air 2019 or 3 or something like that. I'm not really sure about which number nomenclature because they all kind of blur together a lot of times. Uh, now for the first part, the AirPod 2s, they aren't really that much different from the originals. They do have wireless charging now. Uh, they will have more battery life, more call time. But beyond that, and they do have, I should say, a new kind of uh, processor for processing the digital sound waves that you hear through your music. But beyond that, there's not much of an upgrade except for the, like I said, the wireless charging case is the biggest upgrade for this. Now, for just the AirPods itself, it's $159. For the AirPods with a wireless charging case, it's $200. And for the wireless case by itself, it's $80. So it is kind of a hefty price to pay for this. Now, the biggest thing for the AirPod 2s is that you can do the Siri thing, just like the Google thing of saying, hey, Siri, play this for me with the AirPods. Now, here's the problem with that, is that Siri is not the best digital assistant out there. Google is actually number one in digital assistance, about 86% uh, correct queries that people ask and it correctly identifies 86% of them. Second one is Alexa, third is Siri, and fourth at the bottom is Cortana. Yes, Cortana is very dead last. And there's a reason why no one uses it on Windows 10 or anything else and why Windows or Microsoft is taking it away from Windows. However, how bad Siri is compared to Google in the digital assistant arena, it's still a pretty good idea to put it on their AirPods in general. I just hope that they actually get better with, you know, doing correct queries 
And that's really about the main thing about this product. There really isn't very much updates in the design wise. The design still feels like what it did in the first one. And I, it just doesn't look good to me, but it's, it's Apple. They do their own thing and you just either buy it or don't. But moving on to the iPad mini. Now the iPad mini, the last edition, it's been about five or six years old. It's kind of an old, uh, this new edition hasn't really changed the look of it. It still has a fingerprint reader that had it on a couple generations of iPhones a while ago. It does have a headphone jack. Surprisingly enough, they kept the headphone jack in the iPad mini, which I really am shocked and confused about because Apple is not really liking the headphone jack, at least in their iPhones of recently. But this is actually a really surprising addition to their iPad line. Uh, the good thing about the iPad mini is that it had, does have the latest processor, the A12 processor, which is in line with all the other latest iPads that have come out. So you're gonna get the latest processor and it does work with the original Apple pen or pencil, but it does not work with the second generation. It's only the original one. Second generation, you have to get the iPad Pro and then spend an additional money to actually get that one. So that's unfortunate. It still uses the lightning cable. So if you didn't really like the iPad Pro use USB-C, uh, which most Android phones use, this is a better benefit to you. It also comes cheaper. So it's about $400 for the 64 gig version. And then going up, it's gonna cost you more money. Do I highly recommend if you're not really looking to get the iPad Pro to get this one? Yeah, it's smaller. It's about 7.9 inches. It's going to be a little bit lighter on the hands because if you actually hold it for a while, it does eventually hurt you. So there is that. Now, moving on to the iPad Air, it's going to have the same processor. It's going to be a little bit bigger and actually will be able to use some of the Bluetooth keyboards as well. It will be able to use the Apple Pen, the original one, just as the Mini is. Basically, mostly all the specs are there the same. There really isn't too much difference between these two, but it actually is a good addition to the iPad lineup. And here's the thing about tablets is that most people actually don't upgrade these until about five or six or maybe even later down the road because there is no need to upgrade these things as often as your phone. But even people upgrading their phones are actually having them longer, like three, four years. So it's really, I guess you could say it's really frustrating phone makers because they're always trying to convince you to upgrade and people are just like this phone is good enough for me for a while i don't understand why i need to upgrade to the next generation usually it's a good idea to do every other generation of phones because at least you can get the newest cream of the crop if you do every generation i would not recommend that because there really isn't much new coming out especially with tablets it's the same type of thinking you don't want to upgrade every generation, but if you haven't upgraded your iPad in a while, I would say go with the Air or the Mini. If you're looking to save a little bit more money, go with the Mini. Yes, it's gonna be smaller, but I mean, sometimes smaller is actually better because you can fit in more places. It's not as bulky. I mean, these things are very slim, but it's not as weight intensive, so you can hold it for a lot longer. There's just a lot of good things going on about this. So. In a sense, all around what Apple has announced, I think that they're transitioning, and I said this before in the beginning, is to more of a subscription service company than a product service company. Not saying that they won't ever make products again, but they're looking to pivot away from the main source of their revenue being products or phones, that type of thing, because 
it's going to happen. Eventually, it's just going to fall off. They're not going to make as much money through their products or their hardware. And so they have to figure out new ways of doing this. And software and subscription services has known to be a really big moneymaker for Adobe and Windows and a bunch of other companies that have moved to that portion of it. But I always want to know what you think and let me know in the comments or on Anchor. Let me know with just asking a question about it. I will be more willing to actually answer you. Also, guys, I have a bunch of t-shirts and coffee mugs up for sale on my digital coffee store. So go check it out. Digitalcoffeepodcast.com backslash store. Also follow me on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Digital Coffee with one E because someone took those. Dang it. Uh, at Twitch, at Diddle underscore coffee, anywhere else you could find me as well. Also, please consider subscribing to Digital Coffee on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the places you can find it. I will be there. And one more time, once you hit that subscribe button, please leave a review because it does help me in the rankings if you leave a review. All right, join me next week when I talk about Gamers Cafe and finally get to a couple of reviews. I will give you my impressions of the newest Battle mode for Battlefront 2 is Capital Supremacy, Capital Ships Supremacy. Hopefully, I'll be finished with Division 2. I'm still going through that as well. And I'll give you my impressions of Battlefield 5's new Battle Royale game or mode. They just recently launched it, and I've been trying to play different ones to kind of give you my impression, guys. All right, see you next week in Gamers Cafe, and have a good weekend, and always keep brewing. Later, guys.